It's time to spice up your marriage with tips on a great relationship with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070. The answer. All right, America. An incredibly new audience. It's huge, huge, huge. That rolls in for our world-famous marriage talk segment. No one else will do it. I, I kind of hope more. It's kind of every year I host the, um, almost every year, I host the Texas Right to Life Celebration of Life Dinner. For like 1,000 people, 1,200 people. It's huge. And every year they go, are there anybody else in the media, anybody else in the media coming with you? I go, well, let's pray next year. <laughs> and it's the same thing with marriage talk. You're, I was ordered not to be on the radio. Ordered. Lost the job over it. To not talk about the strength of marriage and how wonderful marriage is and how it's God-ordained and you know, you, the rule book is in the Bible. It's easy, you know. Nothing. Nothing. So it's so great to be here in the Salem family, and we have our world-famous marriage talk segment. For just one segment, this one. Talk about the glory, the sanctity, the holiness, and then I throw in steaminess of marriage. My wingman in this op for many years, Robert Kosick, he wrote the book Honor the Vow. He actually wrote four books, honorthevow.com. He's a church deacon and a uh, marriage coach and an all-around great guy. Happy Friday, Mr. Kosick. Happy Friday and happy early uh, Christmas and uh, you know, happy holidays to everyone else for the other holidays that they celebrate and great time with family and whatnot. And looking forward to a couple of weeks uh, where I just kicking yeah. back and relaxing for a change. It should be yeah. nice. You, know, you, were yeah. about, you, were talk, you were talking about getting fired, uh, you know, from the last radio station. I remember that when you were ordered not to talk about marriage from a conservative radio station. It's kind of odd. But uh, I worked for a guy one time who told me, he says, yeah, I'm only going to have one job, but I've had about five wives. And I said, yeah, I'm going to have about 20. <laughs> I said, I'm going to have about 20 jobs with only one wife. It's a little cheaper. <laughs> so, uh, I'm all for the one wife thing. Yeah, I'm for the one wife thing. I'll, you know, so I'll, you can fire me if you want to or whatever, but um, I'm going to stick with my wife, not not the job. So Good for you. Good for you. You're a strong man, Mr. Kosick. You're a strong man. Mr. Kosick writes out the marriage tips. I mean, I'll talk about it, but he actually writes out the entire tip. This is tip 280, <laughs> and it's on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. You can log on, jump aboard and read it and join us. Call your husbands, call your wives. We're gonna, what we're going to talk about next, Hollywood hates, but God ordains when husband and wife come together, man and woman come together, become husband and wife before God, the community, family. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Here we go. Tip number 280, complaining. I'll read it. He'll comment. While one can arguably say bacon makes everything better, it doesn't mean eating bacon is good for your health. For example, studies have shown that five hours after eating a pork chop, red blood cells clump together, decreasing the efficiency uh, of those flows throughout the body. Complaining, nagging, fetching is similar to bacon. It may feel good when doing it, but long-term, complaining has negative effects on the brain and body as a whole. So ways complaining is damaging to us. Number one, complaining releases the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol initiates a fight-or-flight attitude, which raises your blood pressure and hinders your immune system. Mr. Kosick. All right, so this is a really interesting topic. I did a uh, series in my uh, Bible study class, and we looked at all the Old Testament 
rules on what you should and shouldn't eat and all those kinds of things and whether or not they apply to how we live our lives today. And, of course, you know, obviously they do. And one of the things that I looked at was the pork, why you shouldn't eat pork or anything that doesn't have uh, split hoofs and those kind of things. And this is a really interesting study. You look at the photos of the red blood cells, and when you ate that pork, the uncured pork, about an hour later, all your red blood cells kind of clump together, which causes all kinds of health issues and concerns for heart attacks and whatnot. And so go figure, well, what's in the Bible is true. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was proved out by science. But I thought it was very interesting because and then I flipped over and looked at another study here recently, and I was studying about complaining because this time of year it kind of goes through the roof of people complaining about do we have to go here, do we have to do that, and it just gets kind of busy and whatnot. I wanted to see what the effects were on people in general. And there's a whole lot of studies on what the brain does uh, and what it goes through and how it reacts to stuff and the chemicals that are released. And this cortisol one is a really big one. When you're getting ready to get into an argument or something, this increases. We talked about the heart rate getting over 120 beats per minute. That's usually when the fight or flight mode really kicks in. That's because the cortisol is really cranking up and pushing through your, your body. And it hinders, because you're doing that, it also hinders your immune system. So long-term, you have a lot more uh, susceptibility to diseases that you may have, cancer and all kinds of stuff, if you're in this constant state of complaining and stress and some of those kind of things. And so it may feel good at the time where you, so I just need to vent. It doesn't really help you long-term because, for one, you're reliving whatever it was that you're complaining about, so it brings it up and exponentially raises it again. So it may have gotten past it, but now you're back in it and making it worse. And all these chemicals, which really aren't that great for you, uh, good to have if you're trying to defend yourself, but if you're trying to just live life, kicking that cortisol up pretty high is, is really bad for your health, and, and you probably ought to avoid it. Amazing. Our world-famous marriage talk segment, America, bottom of the 8 o'clock hour, central time. Robert Kostick and I talking about the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. It's on a Facebook page, Sam Malone Show, which is by the, it's, it's very cool that, what, 3,000 years ago in Leviticus, they were talking about health issues. <laughs> well, <Yep>. eat pork. <laughs> How in the world did they know? How? I, it's just some, some voice came out of a burning bush and said, don't eat that. <laughs> don't, eat, hey, 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 don't eat that. Hey, you. Don't eat that. All right, let's yeah. get back to marriage tip 280, complaining. Mr. Kosick also writes that repeated complaining causes your, your brain to create permanent bridges to other neurons to make passing the information more efficient. This makes complaining easier in the future causing you to become more pessimistic and negative over time. Explain that. All right, so this is really fascinating. My father-in-law uh, is uh, experiencing dementia. It's, it's a terrible disease. And we took him in about a year or so ago and went to a doctor. And the doctor said to him, at the stage you are in your level of dementia, maybe it was two years ago, uh, you shouldn't be doing anywhere near what you're doing. He said, but you're so smart. He was a NASA engineer. He said, you're so smart. Your brain is rewiring itself to make up for these weaknesses that you have of certain um, neurons not firing across, you know, from left to right. So I know that kind of stuff, which I thought was really fascinating. When you look at, at this process of complaining, the same thing is happening. You're, when you're complaining with the cortisol and other things are happening, your brain is firing off information all over the place at accelerated rates. Well, your brain is really smart, and your brain knows how to say, if this information is going to be coming across all the time, I ought to make a connection from one neuron to the other so that the next time this happens, it's easier to transfer that information. they got all kinds of scientific studies and showing the brain waves and everything. What that does, though, is it makes it the next time you want to complain easier to complain because the flow of information is so much faster and more efficient. And what happens is over time, if you're a chronic complainer over and over again, it not only becomes easier to complain, it also becomes your mode of thinking, and you become way more pessimistic 
than optimistic, which I thought was really fascinating because I'm an introvert by nature, believe it or not, and I grew up very pessimistic, and I've learned to change that. And I can see this pattern happening when you complain over and over again. You, it's almost like a drug. It, it's like you want to complain because it makes you feel good Excellent. for a short period of time. It's really weird. That explains my family. That explains my family dinners. Yeah. Back in Philly. Well, you know, I'm, I'm Sicilian, so there you go. <laughs> so, but, but I thought scientifically they've proven complaining is absolutely physically damaging to you, and you really ought to avoid doing it. That's amazing. Our World Famous Marriage Talk uh, segment, uh, it, uh, it's on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Mr. Kosick bringing medicine uh, and Old Testament Leviticus to the conversation, which is awesome as we talk about what God ordains, Hollywood hates. Now, ways to reverse the cycle of being a pain in the arse at Kvetch. <laughs> One, when you feel like complaining, focus on a positive aspect of your life. You may want to keep an actual list of these things handy for easy access. Take it away. Yeah, my wife does this to me all the time when I'm one of my little funk moods and I'm complaining. She goes, on your way to work, I want you to think about every blessing that's in your life. I'm like, no, that'll oh. make me happy. I don't want to be happy. I've worked really hard at this pity party, and I invited everybody to it, and I'm going to have this pity party. <laughs> but amazingly enough, when you start thinking about the blessings in your life, your health, right. your kids, your family, your house, you got a job, you know, whatever it is, those blessings, you think about the positives, you actually get happier. You shut down the cortisol, Love it. and you shut down your, your blood pressure comes down, and everything changes. For some people, you need to keep a physical list of how am I blessed. Write it down, because some people just, because they're so negative, they can't think of anything positive. Well, the fact that you just took a breath and you have the ability to make a list, that should be on the top of your list. I'm alive. Right. right. You know, that's, that's a good thing. So sometimes you have to write it down, but focus on those positives and you'll completely change your attitude. It'll, it'll bring down your temperament or an argument or anything in a heartbeat, especially if you're dealing with something with Love your spouse. Focus on those positives. Uh, and one more way. Special. True. One more way to reverse the cycle. When complaining is warranted, when there's actually a reason to complain, include a solution to the problem instead of only complaining. So yeah, at least, so what, at least so. have some sort of exit strategy, right? It's something, exactly. So if you just want to complain, that's fine. You want to complain, but come to me with a solution. If you have no solution, then complaining is worthless. I mean, all you can do is complain. We're not going to get an answer or a correction. At least come with, even if it's not the right one, come with, so I think if we did this, it would reverse that. And it makes you think of a, an exit, like you said, an exit strategy. If you have an exit strategy, that's a positive on the, on the tail end of a negative, which then gives you some hope, like a light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. So try to come up with some sort of a solution to whatever it is that you're complaining about. Otherwise, nothing changes, and you just continue to complain for the rest of your life. Got so it. Be miserable. And miserable. real quick, our hot and heavy marriage tip, because we can't let you go without one. Um, God wants you to be happy. Uh, that's why you got Song of Songs and things like that. Uh, this is called Hot and Heavy Marriage Tip. The topic is flashback. If you want to increase or bring back the fire to your marriage, all it takes is a little reminiscing. Reminiscing is good when because uh, it releases chemicals in the brain that trigger the same physical feelings, emotions, and excitement experienced when those events originally occurred. That's why the Bible says in Philippians, let's see, uh, chapter 4, verse 8, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. If you want to fan the flames of intimacy in your marriage, think about your favorite intimate times with your spouse and tell him or her what you're thinking about, Mr. Gossett. So same thing that we're talking about. Focus on the positive things. Take it down a different level to the intimacy side if you're struggling in that area, if you just want to increase that area. If you think about the really good times that you had together, physical times together, emotional connection times together, if you're thinking about that, you're going to get excited about that. And if you tell your spouse what you're thinking, he or she's going to get excited about it too, 
which will make everything a little bit better on the back end. So uh, just focus on the positives in that one specific area, and you can radically turn around a marriage, especially in these days when things get so hectic this time of year and you completely forget about time together. If every now and then you remind each other to think about the times together, the physical times together, you'll make time to have the physical times together, and they will be outstanding. So pretty love simple, it, straightforward stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our final marriage talk segment for uh, 2019, where we focus on the glory, the sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. Uh, what God ordains, let no man screw it up unless they get their ass kicked in the parking lot. Uh, Mr. Kosick, props to you for writing all these marriage tips, which can be found not just on iTunes, but on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Uh, a wonderful Merry Christmas to you and the family, to Kathy and the family. Look forward to a fantastic 2020 of continuing our message. Absolutely. Very, very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and the rest of the uh, Salem family that listens in. And hopefully Bubba makes it home safely, and you guys have a great time <laughs> together as a family. You got it, Mr. Kosick. Buon Natale, buon anno. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you got it. Have a good one. America, World Famous Marriage Talk segment comes to a close for 2019. Read it. Get the husbands and wives get together and read it on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Back in a second. AM 1070, The Answer. How much it may stone. I've got my love to keep me warm. I thought you ought to know my heart on fire. The flames, they just leap higher. So I will weather the storm. Why do I care how much it's gone? I've got my love to keep me warm. I've got my love to keep